The Cap and J Hood podcast is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Go to Tito's HometownTales.com and hear the stories of Chicago's defining sports moments through the lens of your favorite ESP 1000 hosts. That's Tito's HometownTales.com. Chicago, this is your new morning routine. Cap and J Hood. Follow Cap J Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Stream the show on the new ESPN Chicago app. Watch the show on Twitch. Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, 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 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. We're ready for White Sox baseball. Tonight, the Sox welcome in their longtime AL Central rivals, the Minnesota Twins, to kick off a rain-shortened three-game series. Now outfielder Gavin Sheets, and he rips one into left. That's a base hit. Gavin Sheets, one for one in the major leagues. 2-0, hit off the end of the bat. Little flare, left field. It's going to drop. Collins will be sent. The throw home by Donaldson. Not in time. The other guys advance. Gavin Sheets with his second hit, second RBI tonight. It's 4-2. Twins making Liam Hendricks work hard. A 2-2 pitch coming. Swinging a fly ball. Center field. Hamilton backing up. He's got it. And the White Sox take the opener. He's a f- pest. You know, that's kind of a classless move. If you're going to talk, talk to my face. Mr. Giolito, your fastball spin rate's down 200. Your curveball spin rate's down four, 500. Your slider's down 200. You know what the fans want. They want a strikeout. Pitch, swing, and a miss. Oh, what an awkward cut on a slider. Dylan Cease shaking his head as he walks off the mound. He's feeling good after striking out Donaldson. 2-2 pitch. A drive out into deep right center. That baby will go! Congratulations, Gavin Sheets. His first major league home run. It's 10-1. Fly ball, well hit to right. There's number two for Grandall over the bullpen. A two-run homer, it's 13-2. Swinging a liner to Sheets, who makes a catch in right. And the White Sox blow out the Minnesota Twins. They'll go for the sweep tomorrow. Here's the 3-2. There's a bullet in the air. Deep left, and it's going to be off the wall. Picked up by Larnick. Sheets has a double. He just missed another home run. Well, he just keeps on hitting. Swing and a miss, strike three. Gets Cruz on a heater at 100. They go in order for the second straight inning. Fly ball pretty well hit, deep left center. Celestino watches it go! Zach Collins makes it 5-4 White Sox. 2-2. A drive out into right center, it's gonna get in for a hit. A run will score, that's Vaughn. Mendick to third. A long RBI single for Collins. Hey, they've got their four-run lead back. The pitch, swing, and a miss. White Sox win. White Sox sweep. They are 
and one against the Minnesota Twins. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Good morning and welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and also on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Jay Hood. Cap is off today because of the holiday, but we got Jeff and we got JR. We've got our crew here. We're so glad that you're with us. We hope that you have a great and safe holiday weekend. Phone lines are open for you. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Cap J Hood. Again, Cap J Hood on Twitter and Instagram. And saying good morning to our Twitchers, twitch.tv forward slash ESP 1000 Chicago. Thank you so much for always keeping the conversation going on Twitch. Brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Boy, we just heard a fantastic montage, especially based on who's hosting the show today. Cap's not here, and you know that I'm the White Sox fan, and, Cub, and the Cub fan is my partner, David Kaplan. And I tell you, Listening to that montage, that sounded like a lot, but there was a lot that happened in that series against the Twins. We have a lot to talk about on both sides of town with the Cubs and White Sox because we're about three-plus months now into the season. We're facing the 4th of July, so there's plenty to talk about with both of our teams that we follow every day. Uh, so we're going to be guest-free in our uh, first hour, so we've got plenty of time to talk before we hear from Jesse in about an hour from now right here on Cap and Jay Hood. So... Over four months of the season, over three months of the season, we should say, what do you know about your team? What do you know about the White Sox? What do you know about the Cubs? What's your strongest opinion about your favorite baseball team? You know, there's nothing like a good, healthy rivalry, right? So many players have the same agent. They hang out in the offseason. They're friends. And that friendliness happens on the field or the court where they play and it happens a lot the competitive edge at times isn't what it used to be from some players now you know if you watch the nba playoffs and you just saw patrick beverly push chris paul in the back you're like okay that's old school right that means you're getting after it you don't care about the other team but josh donaldson flexing on giolito and also ozzie gian was fascinating wasn't it this week this was a big story donaldson does not mind being the asshat he does not mean he does not mind injecting life into the lifeless corpse known as the twins and being the heel. I really strongly believe as a sports fan for me, I enjoy when there's someone that's willing to put on the black hat. There's plenty of white hats in sports, but that guy does not mind putting on the black hat. Ultimately, with all the chit chat and the back and forth, the Sox did what it really counted, and that was a W on a regular basis on the Twins, sweeping out the Twins at guaranteed rate, putting wins on the scoreboard. Games are cool, and I watch every day, but the war uh, or the spoken word, it, it does not really matter to me, but I know it adds to the rivalry. The war of the spoken word, as Donaldson says stuff and Giulio says stuff, ultimately what counted was as the White Sox were able to win and sweep out a team that's owned the Sox for a long time. You think Jerry Reinsdorf is a majority owner of the White Sox? Uh, the Twins have been the majority owners of the White Sox more times than not, but not this year, though, because you could see the difference. Listen, when it comes to baseball for me as a fan, just get me 
to the bear season. Just give me something interesting so we can get to the bear season. It's a long summer, right? You and I are watching baseball. Even if you're not watching all nine innings, you're dipping in on your phone. You're trying to find out, did my team win today? Did my team lose today? What's the trend? What's going on? That's why you listen to us every morning. Even if you don't have time, you got family, you've got work, you still want to know whether or not your favorite team won or lost. And for me, the baseball season is a conduit to get to the football season. Give me something interesting. Keep in mind, as a Gen Xer, I've seen so many teams on both sides of town where you see the roster in April, you go, this is over. <laughs> like, there's no way that my favorite team is going to be able to contend. How many times have you as a Cub fan, how many times as you as a White Sox fan, said in April, look at this roster, this is over, just give me the bear season. That's how I felt for a long time. You look at this Sox team, though. This year, it's different because as we sit here this morning, the White Sox are 48 and 32. And I feel a sense of optimism about this White Sox team. How could I not? It's been a mass unit of injuries all over this roster. Moncada yesterday, now he's day to day as he tried to slide into third base. There's been Garcia and Marshall and Bummer and Robert and Lamb and Engel and Madrigal and Aloy. Uh, there's been so many injuries. It's an endless list of players. That have been on the IL at some point for the White Sox. But yet, yet, yesterday, Billy Hamilton is out there. And whenever you think of Billy Hamilton, he's a spark plug when he's on the base paths. And then it was good to see Kopech come back in the game. It was good to see everyone contribute offensively for the White Sox yesterday against the Twins. A team that I can't stand. It fuels my fandom. To see the Twins take on the White Sox. Because they are a great antagonist for my team. I enjoy it. As we talk about the Cubs and White Sox on Captain J. Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I don't know about the World Series when it comes to the White Sox. But, but for me, I'm going to take it series by series. It's a mixture of young players and veterans. That's a winning formula. Remember that, Cub fans? Remember that for 16? It was a mixture of veterans and young players to get you to the mountaintop. And I see that same thing that's happening for this White Sox team. I saw the game yesterday and to see almost everybody come through, including Gavin Sheets, right? Sheets is playing right field. You know why? Because he's like the 12th or 13th guy that's played the outfield for the White Sox this year because of the IL. But it shows you that there's somewhat of a charmed season already happening through three months of the season for the White Sox because – Whatever lineup is out there, there's ups and downs for every baseball season. But to see what the White Sox did against what I consider their rival, the Twins, was special. To see Abreu go down holding his knee, thinking that maybe his kneecap was shattered when I saw him over the weekend. And then to see him back in there two for four, getting the job done as a DH. Grandal, you see the numbers, you go, oh, look at those gaudy 186 numbers. I mean, 186, but he's 441 slugging in these 368 on base percentage it doesn't look great it doesn't look like it's a juggernaut of a team but it's a team that's in first place we wake up this morning and we see the white Sox in first place the same formula that the cubs had initially to get to the world series was a mixture of a few young players and veterans and the same thing's happening with this white Sox team again i will not guarantee anything when it comes to the white Sox as far as them getting to the world series i already said in march 
I think it's likely for next year. A little seasoning, second year for LaRusse getting his feet wet back into being the manager for this team. And then I think next year could be the year for the Sox. But I'm enjoying what I'm seeing so far because resolve matters. When you are going through so many injuries and so many issues with your ball club, and yet you're in first place and you're playing good baseball with interchangeable parts, that's pretty good for this White Sox team. Coming up next, I want to talk to you about the Cubs. But I want to ask you this question. If you're a Cubs fan or White Sox fan listening here in our first hour, we're through now we're at July 2nd. So I want to find out from you, based on what you've seen from your favorite team, the Cubs or the White Sox, what do you know about your team right now? If there's a player, if there's a certain way that the team is playing, what do you know about your favorite team, the Cubs or the White Sox? We'll break them both. I t- gave you my thoughts on the Sox. I'm going to give you my thoughts on the Cubs coming up next. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. You talk about the yin and yang of what's going on in Chicago baseball. I'll give you the yang next. This is Cap and Jay Hood. Follow on Instagram at at CapJHood. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Captain Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Also, you can be able to listen to us on 100.3 HD2. Say, I don't have HD radio hood. What are you talking? Some new fangle? No. 100.3 HD2. You can actually listen to us there. If you don't think you have HD in your car and your vehicle, check it out. I think that you do. 100.3 HD2. Also, ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app, that's where you can find us every morning between 7 and 10 and our entire station, including White Sox baseball right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. So the question that's on the table here in our number one before we hear from Jesse Rogers at 8 o'clock is, what do you know about your favorite team, the Cubs or the White Sox? We're through three months of the season. What do you know most about your team? Now, from the Cubs standpoint, we talked about the yin and the yang with our teams, right? Well, when it comes to the Cubs, the Cubs have lost six straight games. As much as I've said the Cubs are a contender in a bad National League, doesn't mean that the Cubs should keep their team status quo. Coming into the season, I told my friend David Kaplan, I said, Cap, you know, when you look at this roster and when you bring in Zach Davies and when you bring in Williams and Arietta to be part of the starting rotation, I said, you know, you're not really going for it. You're just, these guys are placeholders for whatever's next. See, again, we are from this city. We're Chicagoans, or at least we follow Chicago sports. You can't BS us. We're not some small market, right? You know it when you see it, when it comes to commitment to winning. You know it when you see it. doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a diehard fan or somewhere in between. You know it when you see it. You just can't just be BSed and blindfolded like, we're going to win because I'm a Cub fan. We're going to win because I'm a Sox fan. And that does it. it all depends on ownership and the commitment to win, right? And so I sat at AmFam Stadium, American Family Field in Milwaukee. We had a great time with our listeners on that bus trip as we went up there to see the last uh, game in that series between the, between the Cubs and the Brewers. And I watched the Cubs team completely melt down. If that wasn't the end, I don't know what is. It's one thing to go through a losing streak, but watching that, like, 
I'm comfortable in the chair, right? I'm like, wow, I, the Cubs are up 7 nothing. I got the Cubs on the money line because I just thought, you know what? It's the end of the series. Maybe the Brewers will let down and the Cubs have some momentum going into their next series. No momentum going into the next series that's happening tonight. No momentum. How is it that you have a 7 nothing lead and you fall apart? As Jesse wrote on ESPN.com, the Cubs completed a brutal month in terms of both travel and playing elite opponents. The result was 12-16, and 16, a record and a franchise worse since 1900. You go way back into the record books trying to look at this, right? Looking at that 188 batting average, the worst since ni- April of 1944. Over the past 20 seasons, according to Stats and Info, there have been 8,691 instances of a team leading by seven runs at any point in the game. Entering Wednesday, only two of those teams had lost by eight-plus runs. Now there are three. The Cubs making history, the wrong kind of history. But see, here is my point about where we are with the Cubs here on July 2nd. I had no idea that Gar and Pax were taking over at Clark and Addison. I had no idea that they were taking over. You know why Theo is still just around Major League Baseball, not around the Cubs? You know why that is? It's because he saw the fallout. He saw the bottom falling out of this thing. 2016 was great. No one could take the World Series championship away from the Cubs. Afterwards, the Cubs never were a serious contender. They really weren't a serious contender. Nor did they make multiple moves offensively to get better. Now listen. This is for any championship team, right? You win the championship, you run it back with the same team. Ah, 17's great, right? And then you get to 18, and then you get to 19, and you see the same drumbeat. So here's where I know that we are all beating a dead horse when it comes to the Cubs. Because when Rizzo was on with us, on Cap and Jay Hood, and you've got a diehard Cub fan that's telling Anthony Rizzo, like the season's over, and then the response. This was something. Let's go back in time and hear from Rizzo on with Cap and me. I said yesterday, the season's over. It's done. Uh, no one wants your team to win more than I do. I'm the hugest Cub fan going. But I know what ma- upper management's plan was, and you have eloquently talked about that before. I truly believe they thought we built a team that's not going to win. You guys quieted them for a long time. You lose today and you're six back. Your starting rotation has had some injuries. It has had some struggles. Jake has struggled. Uh, Davies gave you four innings last night. So besides Hendricks, I don't see a lot of depth there. And I know what their plan is. So I truly believe, sad as it is, it's over. How do you respond to that? Um, You know, it's we got to just play and win baseball games. It, the narrative outside is a narrative. Um, I think with our experience on this club is we can control, we control on the inside. It's just something we can't control. Um, and winning games, you know, I think 10, 10 days ago, 12 days ago, I think a lot of people are feeling differently uh, about our ball club. So it's the roller coaster of the season. It's the roller coaster of uh, the nature of, of, where we're at realistically franchise wise the ups and downs but um i think we go out and uh win a few ball games before the break um win a few ball games before the deadline and we change that narrative and 
feel good. But obviously right now losing five games in a row is, is not fun, and we just got to win today. You heard that, right? I mean, if I'm Rizzo, I hang up on us, quite frankly. I hang up on us. Like, you're not going to tell me that you, that you think that the season's over. When I got to get back out there, put on the double knits, put on the uniform, and can continue to compete, I, you're not going to tell me that we've given up or that, that the season's over. If I'm Rizzo, I would have hung up on us. Or I would have fired back at Cap, and I would have said, listen, you know, we've lost six in a row, but we're still here to try to compete. Now, you can make that case, but all we have is evidence. All we have is evidence to see a ball club that is not firing back, that has, does not have the pop in their bat on a regular basis for you to believe that the Cubs are going to serious content. Did you see the standings this morning? Have you gone online? Did you open up the newspaper and take a look at the standings this morning? It's ugly when it comes to the National League Central. The Brewers continue to roll. They've won nine in a row, and the Cubs are now six and a half back. As David Ross said the other day, six is a big number. Damn right it's a big number. Especially when you have that payroll and this ineptitude. Now listen, as I've told you with the White Sox, the Cubs have their share of injuries. Brian is not out there on a regular basis. Rizzo with the back. So they've had their share of injuries, the Cubs. But think about you as a diehard Cub fan. That Again, whether you're a casual fan or, or watching every day, think about what you're watching. I sat there and watched history the other day in Milwaukee. I'm like, there's no way the Cubs are going to lose... And they lost the game 15-7? to Seriously? And Cap, you should have saw his face. Like, I'm there next to him, and he's just like, he's pacing. He's red-faced. He goes, I'm embarrassed. Take that. Like, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I'd be embarrassed too. But see, here's what it comes down to. And you tell me if I'm wrong. When you see a team that's doing the same thing over and over again, when you're spinning your wheels and you can't get out of the mediocrity, you got to make a change. We follow this every morning, what the Cubs were going to do on the other side of the pandemic. Oh, teams aren't spending money. All of a sudden, through the coffers, underneath the, the floorboards of the Starbucks, here's money for Jock Peterson. And I'm like, where'd you get the money? And they got the money. And my thought was, well, what else do you have? And... Jock Peterson and, no, we're going to run it back. (laughs) It's like you're going to run it back to the same guys. When you could have been able to make a deal in 18, 19, you could have made a deal. And now the Cubs will be stuck with trading guys for pennies on the dollar. The the narrative changed quickly, didn't it, from the spring to the summer? Who do you keep, the big topic, who do you keep on the Cubs for the long haul? Who secures the bag? Is it Byers or Bryant? Three, one, two, three. I mean, that was the, the narrative, right? And so the narrative for me is nobody gets the bag. Nobody secures the big money for this team. You want to sign Wilson Contreras? Remember, the old Theo rule, if you're over 30, maybe we can't use you. Unless you're a starting pitcher. Now look at what the team is doing. So when we talk about where the teams are, the Sox and Cubs, Cub fans, so where are you right now? It's July 2nd. And you know the deadline is right around the corner. What do you do? Does anybody get a big contract on this team? Does anyone deserve it based on what you've seen? Again, the production and the numbers tell you. It's not even hyperbole. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. As Cap all of a sudden came up with it, he goes, you know what, this season's over. Well, wait a minute. It was over in April. 
unless you saw the team hit on a regular basis, the Cubs were never going to contend. And that's what it comes down to, right? It comes down to whether or not your team can seriously contend. And the Cubs could make the playoffs or could have made the playoffs. But again, that's just one rung on the ladder. Look at this team. When they came north, when they came to uh, the regular season, I saw this roster and said, this is not going to work. Especially when you need quality starting pitching. When Trevor Williams and Alzale and, and Arietta and Davies are behind Kyle Hendricks, that means you're not really trying to seriously contend. And the positive for the Cubs is that they have one of the best bullpens in baseball on a crappy team at 42-39. and 39. Weird, right? But it's true. So look at Rizzo and, and look at Bryant and Baez, Jock Peterson, Ian Happ. There's a number of guys in this roster that are four or fifth outfielders. I like Marisnik, but on a good team, he's not a starter for you. And thank goodness you have Patrick Wisdom because it gives you a little something to look forward to. Maybe he's a backup, but right now he's playing well. On a good team, maybe he's a reserve. On this team, he's got pop. So we'll put this on social media too, JR, as, as we talk about this. Just wondering, what, you know, when you take a look at your teams, what do you know about your Cubs team and what do you know about your White Sox team that you like or that you don't like? So we'll take your phone calls coming up on that. And also read your things on, on Twitch as well as Twitter on this topic. 312-332-ESPN is our telephone number. Again, we're going to hear from Jesse Rogers coming up at 802. Get his thoughts on the Cubs and Sox. But coming up next, we want to get your thoughts on the Cubs and Sox in this. So what do you expect when you're invited to a barbecue? Is a barbecue or a cookout different during this 4th of July holiday? We'll talk about that and more right here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Cap and Jay Hood mornings. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Hope that you're going to have a great Fourth of July weekend. Jay Hood on the Cap and Jay Hood morning show. Cap is off today. Danny's off today, but we got Jr. and we've got Jeff. So we got the crew here with you, leading you into 10 o'clock, and then we will cross-talk with Carmen and Yurko. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. If you're on your way to pick up family, if you're on your way to the airport, or if you're going to have a half day today, hope that you're enjoying the show, and we can keep you company all day here on Chicago's Home for Sports. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at CapJHood, CapJHood. We can always use more followers on Twitter and Instagram. So we've been talking about both the Cubs and the White Sox and getting your thoughts on what you know. Hey, it's July 2nd. What do you know about the Cubs and the White Sox? I laid out my thoughts on both teams. From, from the White Sox standpoint, things are looking up and resolve is happening uh, at 35th and Vec because of all of the injuries that they've suffered, everything that they've gone through, but yet they're still, still in first place and got a long way to go. But so far, so good. On the Cubs side of things, uh, it's almost too, a little too late. There's going to be some deals made uh, because they're six and a half games back, but this could have happened before. You're going to start your kind of reset, not rebuild, your reset, your retooling a year ago. And even if you say, well, it's a pandemic. No. All right. But before that, you got to know when to be able to hit the reset button. All of a sudden, it's Gar Pack's like, oh, we can't give up on our core because Joe Kim's so good for us. And Lou All is so, you know that there was a ceiling. You couldn't get past LeBron. But Gar Pack's, they, we love our core. You love your core to do what? Right, and the same thing happening with the we love our we love our KB and our Rizzo. We love our guys because they're so. Fr- yeah, but you want to get to the World Series again, right? 
I know the Cup fan is is way different than when I grew up. The Cup fan of today is like, hey, we won the World Series and we are a perennial playoff team. Give me mine again. More. Feed me more. That's what the whole thing is with the Cup fan. Edge of their seat in the 2-2 pitch in the third inning. Like, all right, I'm locked in. We got, we're trying to win today. It's different. It's not sitting back and just enjoying the sunshine. No, the Cup fans locked in. You know why? Because they want a World Series championship again. Didn't think you were going to get it the first time, and then you and then you want it again because once you get a taste. Hey, as a Sox fan, after the 2005 World Series championship, when you win the, the championship, 90 wins to 90 losses. You know how much that sucked. You know how much that was so bad? Like, a team that came out of nowhere wins the World Series. And then you get 90 wins. You're like, well, we just got to just kind of reset this. Day. And then 90 losses. Bad. All right, let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. Thanks so much for being with us here this morning. What do you know about your favorite teams? And also, we have a question about food. One of my favorite topics, of course, as we go to DeKalb. Here's Patrick on the Cap and Jayhood Morning Show. Good morning, Pat. Hey, good morning. Hey, by the way, I'd like to start by saying thank you so much. I start my day with you as I'm riding. 30-minute ride, I always listen to your show, and actually it either entertains or pisses me off, one of the two. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> then we win, either way. <laughs> but I'd like, to, I'd like to talk about, uh, actually, the White Sox and also baseball in general. Yeah. The reason why, and I, I'll draw back to 05 and also look at exactly what we're doing right now, injuries included, and what I feel like it comes down to is chemistry. Because it doesn't matter what you have, as long as it's nine guys playing together, but everybody's getting along and everything's gelling, it doesn't matter. There's a reason why you're in the major leagues. And if everybody's firing off at the same time, you, you, you can have a 100-win season if you wanted to. Right? And yes. that's kind of what we're looking at here. And so everybody's fired up, and it's working out the right way, and that's that's actually my take on it. I appreciate your phone call as we go to Eddie on the north side on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Eddie. Hey, Hood, how you doing? Good. Of all the crap that's been talked about Tony LaRusso, at this point, if we're at baseball, he has to be the number one pick for manager of the year. When you lose all these players of that caliber and you have a record like that, I mean, I'm on Rivers, and I don't know if there's a bet for it, but he's got. We got to throw some money on that and write it all the way because he's doing a fabulous job. It, it, it's unbelievable. I would never think. I thought they would tank by this time of losing everybody like that. Yeah, you didn't expect for this team to have this kind of resolve. I certainly did not. Right when you lose the type of players that the Sox have had and still hanging in there. Now listen. The cynic side of me, and probably for a lot of Sox fans, is, well, look at the division, right? Look at the Indians. They're not as good. But you have to win your games. No matter what's happening in the division, whether you think it's hard or soft, you want to be able to continue to march forward and win. Twins are down. I understand that. I'm still scared of them, though. Not anymore, but definitely coming into the season because no matter the records, the Twins were always good. They always were able to chip away at the White Sox. But the way the Sox are able to do this, right, and, and once again, it goes back to starting pitching. 
when we played the montage at 7 a.m., you heard pretty much, you heard a lot of offense, sure, a lot of fireworks, but the pitching resonated the most, too. Cease coming through. Rodon pitching well the other day. Uh, and, and so you like what you see there from the starting pitch. Yeah, there are needs for this White Sox team for sure, but the starting pitching is one of the biggest strengths, if not the biggest strength on this White Sox team so far through the first three months. So, Eddie, if we can get a, a ticket together as far as La Russa being manager of the year, uh, let's let's share that ticket together. Let's share that money. I like that idea. So I'm glad you guys checked in. Appreciate your phone call. Now, you see, Eddie leaves line open. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. So, JR, earlier this uh, morning on KJZ, hosted by Keyshawn Johnson, my guy Jason Fitz, and Monica McNutt, they're talking about uh, the 4th of July. And, of course, it, it's it's more than just the fireworks. It's more than the day off. It's celebrating our country. But also it's about food. Yeah, it's about cooking food outside. So this question came up, and I thought it was a good one, especially as someone who is in need of some barbecue desperately. Yes. Um, when you're invited to a barbecue, is that different than being invited to a cookout? Does that indicate a certain kind of fare will be served based on the terminology? Well, let's break this down. Because if I say, JR, I'm, you know, come to my crib, we're going to have a great barbecue. You're expecting some kind of ribs, pulled pork, soul food coming oh, from my house. Sure. Well, and I'm going to say, okay, what, what can I bring, right? What are you, what are you serving, right? I may ask right. you so I can, you know, bring the appropriate side dish or, you know, napkins or whatever. But, you know, again, like it, <laughs> it, it's different than a cookout, right? Slapping a couple burgers and dogs on the grill and some sausages. That's, that's different than a barbecue no that's correct now now from my standpoint if you told me hood i'm gonna have a barbecue at my house hey man if i'm not slap if if i don't have barbecue sauce on my on my cheeks and on my shirt then i'm disappointed if you say barbecue and you're only offering burgers and brats and all that that's not a barbecue Now, now here's the thing it's a slippery slope right miller because you could say barbecue and it's things that are cooked on the grill Yes. That seems like a barbecue, but if you tell me barbecue, I'm thinking about barbecue ribs, barbecue chicken. I'm thinking there's going to be something slathered in some kind of sauce of some of some distinction. Yeah, this is uh, very interesting because I, I, I agree with your assessment, but I'm not going to lie. Plenty of people in my life play fast and loose with the term barbecue. Mm. It has the what JR just uh, laid out as a cookout has certainly been intermingled as barbecuing. And I think if someone invites me to a barbecue, I don't necessarily go where you go mm-hmm. in headspace and assume that there's going to be ribs, uh, some pork products, some barbecued chicken. I don't necessarily assume that that's going to be the case. What about growing up, though? You recall out of the back window, someone's barbecue, you could smell it wafting in the air, right? Sure. You know someone was on the kettle putting something together that was some sort of barbecue, right? That's, that's, when you tell me barbecue, that's what I expect, right? Yeah. So, so is barbecue not the fair, the type of food, or is it just the event being a barbecue, something being made on the grill? This is a real, real dilemma right now. I'm having. It's like <laughs> because I, I, I completely agree with the way you're breaking it down. Yes, but in my own personal life, I'm I don't assume that there's going to be barbecue sauce on my fingers if I'm if I'm invited to a barbecue. I think that's a bit in my own life. It's a little bit presumptuous. Look, maybe I'm spoiled by Carmen's Instagram. Carmen DeFalco. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the master of the slow cooker. Right. He's got like one of those those really nice 
barbecues, right? So to slow cook something, he gets up early on the holidays or on the weekends and and puts, you know, the the meat on very early, 10, 12 hours of cooking, not like, you know, five minutes on the grill and, hey, we're ready. I think there's a difference here. Yeah, that's not cooking, by the way. That that is... uh that's just putting something to warm it up because there's no flavor in that. If you don't, if you don't put your foot in it, so to speak, if you're not uh, slow cooking it, or if it's not on the grill for you know five to seven hours with quality meal prep, that's not cooking. Like I feel like if there's an invite to me and and it's kind of just casually dropped, yeah, come on over, hang out, we're gonna barbecue. If it's like almost how you say it, because if 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 it's not the first thing out of your mouth, hey, we're having a barbecue. Yes. Like, like that's almost, it's the delivery. If you say to me, we're having a barbecue, now all of a sudden my mind immediately, but if the invite is, hey, come on over for the fourth, we're hanging out, we're having people over, we're going to barbecue. If you just say it quickly, ah. it's almost different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. All right. So if I'm saying, hey guys, you know, we're, um, we're having a barbecue, I want you to know that I'm give. I'm, I expect, you know, again, pulled pork, it's going to be. You know, ribs that fall off the bone, all that kind of stuff is going to be barbecue chicken. Now, if you say that, hey, we're having a cookout, it, then it's anything. It could be anything, right? It could be anything that you think you could put on a grill to be able to food. If you say cookout, I don't expect barbecue. Is that fair? Yeah. A cookout is... Oh, absolutely. It, it, could, be, it could be potato chips and, and hot, you know, hot dogs and that's it. Cookout is definitely much broader. And yes. you don't know what you're going to necessarily get, but that's okay. You're there for the company for the cookout. But I can see where in your life, if you get inv- invited to a barbecue, you want some barbecue on your fingers. Well, yeah, man. I mean, if you some say, sauce. see, that's the key word. That's the trigger for me. Like, yeah. if you say barbecue as a South Side or you say barbecue, like, sure. oh, damn, that means I could smell your cooking from eight blocks away. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's going to be a, a smoky backyard. Like, you got the umbrellas up and, you know, you got the drinks out, like, barbecue the the music's on like here we go but that's just me as a south side that's you as a south sider yeah i think people are almost they've turned the the idea of grilling mm-hmm. into barbecuing is that, that you know is, what i'm is saying that, is that different I, I think it absolutely different. is but like saying i'm going to toss some stuff on the grill i'm going to toss some meat on the grill versus bar but i think they've been almost uh you know they're they're linked together barbecuing grilling is that right, Jr.? I think that there, that, but I think there's a, should be a separation of church and state yes. or barbecuing and grilling. If you're grilling, man, it could be like shish kebab. It could oh, be it. It could kebab. be vegetable, whatever. Right? A nice salmon. Yeah, right. The, and I'm good with that, by the way, too. Some because, corn on the cob. Right, right. And, and by the way, I'm not the guy that says, you know, if you're gonna invite me over, so what are you having? Like, right, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna be surprised when I get there. Hey, man. If you're going to barbecue, man, make sure. Like, I'm not going to do that. But as a, as a foodie, I, I like the grilling versus barbecuing. If you say barbecue, that triggers me to think that it's going to be something good. If it's grilling, like, oh, okay, got corn, huh? All right, good. Yeah, all right. couple of wieners on the, on the, on the grill. <laughs> Part of the expression, mm-hmm. yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm down for both. I just like to know what I'm walking into. That's fair. Like you going into the barbecue place getting, you know, wonton soup, apparently. <laughs> where, where Jr. went the other day. <laughs> See, I feel like Fourth of July <laughs> is yes. still haven't gotten barbecue. I feel still. like Fourth of July is a grilling. I mean, this is maybe cultural mm-hmm. for me, hoodie. Mm-hmm. I think Fourth of July is a grilling holiday. I think barbecue on its own is its own separate uh, Saturday afternoon, not to be conflated with a holiday. I feel like barbecue is much more preparation. 
Whereas 4th of July, I already got other stuff I need to accomplish. What that is, I don't necessarily know, aside from uh, buying a few fireworks. Yeah. And but, some sausages. Yeah. But, like, I think they're barbecue. I don't want to waste a barbecue day on a holiday. I don't want to mix them. Is that wrong? No, that's that's totally fine. It, you know, it depends on how busy you are if you got to go. Like, for me, I'm going to do some cooking and going to the in-laws. The in-laws are already, they're all, at this point, what is it, 7... What time is it? 7.44? Something like that. 7.48. 7.48. In the great city of Chicago. I mean, so they're already meal prepping. Steaks. Mmm, that's good grilling. Yeah, so so that's the question. Like, so we heard this earlier from KJZ. So barbecuing, grilling, it's a difference. 312-332-ESPN is our phone. What do you call it? Uh, Packer Jim is in Wheaton on ESPN 1000 on the Cap'n J-Hood Show. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Certainly barbecue requires smoking of some type of meat. And I'm going to add this to the next question is using a Traeger pellet auto feed grill even considered barbecuing anymore? Right. All right. All right. So is my in-laws have the little green egg has the green egg, right? Is that grilling or barbecuing? The green egg is a versatile tool that grills, sears, roasts, bakes and barbecues. Mm hmm. What do you think it does best, though? I always lean to barbecue, mm-hmm. and I think it does a great job on brisket. That's where I measure your barbecuing skills is on that particular meat. So I believe it's the most difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think the green egg delivers a really nice brisket. There's a question. I like that. Because I want to see if, we, if there's a difference, whether it's culturally or how you call it. But if it's a barbecue, if you're inviting me to a barbecue... I expect barbecue to be uh, and some kind of ribs to be on the grill, whereas my my great you know my great grandfather used to do take the old barrels, the old garbage cans because they don't have they have barrels back when I was growing up. He found a way to cut that barrel open and make it out of a barbecue pit. <laughs> it's like that's innovation right there, pal. You don't need a Weber at that spot. He he actually he, he was able to weld it and, and open it up and make it out of a barbecue grill. An old garbage can. That's how they did it back you then. You're MacGyver. That's your, right. your uh, grandfather. That's right. Great grandfather. Exactly right. Exactly right. So we get more of your phone calls coming up. What What are you doing? Are you grilling or are you barbecuing? Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six. And still to come, uh, the Bears. As far as them getting out of Soldier Field, uh, it's easier than you think. Stay tuned for that as we move forward here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. The 7 o'clock hour of Cap'n J. Hood is brought to you by Windy City Limousine, Chicago's favorite transportation service for corporate, groups, and airport transportation. Go to WindyCityLimos.com. Jeff. Listening to Cap'n J. Hood at home is easier than setting your coffee maker. This picture of domestic happiness is missing something. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. What a way to start the day. Cap'n J. Hood. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. We'll hear from Jesse Rogers coming up at 8.02. And also, in our next half hour, how easy is it for the Bears to get a new stadium? It's easier than you think. We'll talk about that at 8.20. Right in the shot or no shot, our next half hour right here on Cap and J. Hood. Well, good morning, Twitch. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 
1000 Chicago. We're talking about uh, the Cubs and Sox. What do you know about your favorite team through three months of the season? And also a question about barbecue and cookouts. Now, Jr. we heard this earlier from KJZ. It was somewhat of a debate on what a cookout and a barbecue is. And I think a barbecue is, is got, when you say you're going to, I'm going to go to a barbecue, that means food. That means I expect barbecue chicken and ribs and pulled pork, but it means something to, to other people, right? Right. It's the difference between saying I'm, I'm hosting a barbecue and we're having a cookout, right? Those two things say different cuisine to me, but I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority here. I don't know. No, I am. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. All right. <laughs> Back to the phone lines we go. Jay in Garfield Park on Captain Jay Hood. Good morning, Jay. What up, Hoodie? I'm so glad you're in the morning now, man. You make, you make my day. Thank you. Anyways, I say, look, I know what you mean. A barbecue is a barbecue. A barbecue, you'd be smelling like Coleman's. You know, you smell that <laughs> eight, ten blocks away. <laughs> yes. Cookout could be anything. But I'm going to tell you this, buddy, a West Side barbecue is much, much better than a South Side barbecue, so you'd be bragging about nothing, man. Wow. What, what's, the, what's the difference? Like, I've been to both. I got family on the West Side and South, so what, what's the difference? Oh, the music? No, you know the music, the people, the fireworks, the atmosphere. It's just kind of lame on stuff. You know, ask anybody. They know. You be- I, I ain't making this up. You better stop it, man. You better stop Come it right on, now. Daddy. Come on, my daddy live out south right now, man. I hate it out there, but it's cool. <laughs> I'll come to your barbecue. Yeah, well, look, the music will be cranking. People, You know, neighbors might complain, but the music is going to be cranking. There's going to be great food. And it, it, and it's going to be a true barbecue. I don't think I've ever been. I, I don't think I've ever hosted a cookout, but I have hosted barbecues before and parties. So there's a to me there's a difference, right? If you're going to come over, there's going to be barbecue, no matter what, especially in the summer, uh, and steaks. You know, but again, I've never uh, called it a cookout. I love the di- the difference between the South Side and the West Side uh, uh, cookout or barbecue. I think that's fun. Uh, let me squeeze in uh, Joel. I'm sorry, Danny in uh, Rolling Meadows on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Danny. Hey, how's it going? Good. So, yeah, no, there's a difference. A barbecue is anything cooked over an open flame or using a grill. Now, you can also have a smokeout. A smokeout is anything using a smoker, offset, indirect smoker, or that barrel that you said you made. That's a smoker. Yeah. You know? So. I always use the term, hey, we're having a barbecue, you know, and then there's a difference. Oh, I'm having a smoke out. So then people know, all right, it's either whole hog, you know, ribs, brisket, whatnot. I like that. When I'm having a smoke out, it's kind of different. That's not what he was talking about, JR. He wasn't talking about weed. <laughs>